What's that? Polka? No. The metal. You know, I stand. I stand alone. And I can't remember the rest of the song because I don't think there actually are any more lyrics to that song. I think it's just I stand alone. You got you got the important part. I you know, you brought up an interesting point when we talked about it. We are of course referencing Sully Erna telling musicians to shut up and dribble. I mean, basically. Yeah, shut up and sing. Um and uh he says, let, you know, let people live their lives, but you brought up an interesting point. You are, of course, Vargas. I am Brian. You are listening to the nation's only heavy metal podcast, the onslaught. No, go back to where I had an interesting point because I don't remember what point I had. That well, was interesting. You, you said if musicians, people with platforms are not allowed to express their opinions, mm. who is allowed to have opinions? Yeah. Now I remember that was a good point. Me now. <laughs> it, I mean, in this day and age, you can say anyone with a Twitter account is able to express their opinions. Yes. But in the days of your when you did have to have a platform for people to hear you yeah. in a newspaper article or, or the, a TV interview, the days of your 2009. Ah, what <laughs> sweet, the, sweet past the year of our Lord. I just, you know, I just uh, the music that he is a part of rock, rock and roll basically uh-huh. is part of critiquing the system. Yeah. Regardless of political lines. Yeah. It's to, it's to what punk is all about upsetting the status quo. Yeah, that's their whole besides the mute. That's the half of it, right? Half of it's the music half of it's the, the attitude, the attitude yeah, and the yeah. lyrics and throwing Molotovs and shit. Somebody should tell him that Zach De La Roca was not actually mad at a machine. He was mad at the government. Oh, the machine was actually in reality the government that he was raging against not a toaster oven not a toaster oven wow that <laughs> i think i need to go back and listen to their songs yeah yeah now might, that i know it's not about a toaster they oven. might be a little a little different i just you know f- fucking what are you gonna do man so i mean he's just trying to stay relevant i think well he right? stands alone <laughs> he does <laughs> oh boy i wish i could have made a reference to another song well he does have the one and if i did make a reference to it on our Twitter, of course, the onslaught pod and on Instagram, the onslaught pod. Uh, but I don't remember because it's I stand alone and then the other one. Oh, yeah. The other one. <laughs> I don't remember what it is because again, Cotsmack is uh, I guess they're a band still. Maybe I don't know. I don't really give a shit. I would not be able to tell you about the current what is happening with God's smack. You know who God should smack? that billy what's his name silly sully <laughs> silly silly no, his name is silly erna you think people bully him <laughs> for sure <laughs> hey silly we're, we're doing it on the internet right now we're cyber bullies <laughs> no god should smack ted nugent god should smack <laughs> he needs to be ted smacked nugent. yeah so i'm assuming you're referring to the heavy metal news that i have pulled up where Ted Nugent said that he wants to gift Kyle Rittenhouse a lifetime supply of ammunition. Now we are not a political podcast by any means. I, you know what? Truly, honestly, let's leave your opinions about the, 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 the trial at the door. The fact is a 17 year old kid killed 
two people. Yep. And Ted Nugent said he should have more he bullets. He should have more bullets. Yep. To kill more people. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. Right? Like. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's it. What, what else would he need unlimited bullets for? Unlimited bullets. He's not going to be shooting targets the whole time. Nope. He's going to be crossing state lines with guns, <sighs> shooting more folks. To, to help? He was there to help? Well. Don't you, don't you know? He. Haven't you heard? He helped there be less people in the world. So. Which. Good. I mean. Good I, for you, Ted Nugent. <laughs> you piece of shit. I'll say it. Uh, fuck Ted Nugent. There. Somebody had to. Yeah, you have like three good songs. If that. Yeah. I would say your guitar wankery is boring. It is. And if I if I want that, I'd listen to, to what's that animals band? Animals is leaders. Uh, yep. Yes. I'd listen to them if I want wankery. Yeah. They're and they're better. They're wankery is way better. That's what I'm saying. I don't need your your bent cowboy hat bullshit. Let's let's reappropriate all Ted Nugent songs. Like at every LGBTQ plus rally, they should play cat scratch fever. They should play cat scratch fever. They definitely should. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to take that shit away from them. And great white Buffalo so that everybody can have a nap for the eight minute guitar solo in the middle of that fucking song. Oh uh, boy. Um, do you know there's a Lars Ulrich tur- toilet turlet? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. There is a Lars Ulrich toilet. I don't like that. It looks like you have to ride Lars's cock when you're shitting. You do. That's the bidet. The bidet is his penis. Because <laughs> the toilet, <clears throat> Lars is the tank. And then his legs are coming out like to either side of the bowl. Yep. So it looks like you're sitting in his lap. Telling him what you want for Christmas. <laughs> no, riding his cock. <laughs> yeah. No, it really does. Um, and if if you haven't seen it, you should definitely look at it because there's not a noticeable penis, but there's like that. The, it's like if he was wearing tan leggings, there's like there's that a bulge. little there's yeah. a bulge right where his penis would be. And it's right where the, your ass crack. Yeah, <laughs> would also be. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I mean, it's a little homoerotic, but what toilet isn't, you know, you know, different strokes for different folks. Your pants are always down when you're on a toilet. That's true. Fellas is a gay to use a toilet. <laughs> Hit us up at the onslaught pod. <laughs> let us know. Yep. Let us know, boys. Uh, so Exodus is definitely going to be breaking up, right? I would say for sure. I would say for sure they're going to be breaking. Here's the thing, though. Here's an interesting thing somebody pointed out. Uh, so if you don't know, Steve uh, Zetro Zuza, the f- current frontman of Exodus, came out and said, uh, or as Metal Sucks puts it, the fifth best yeah. of the four men who have fronted Exodus. Yeah, they uh, they they he said he came out and, and said that uh, he's against the vaccine. And this is, of course, followed by i think gary holt came out after this and said you're a fucking moron if you don't get the vaccine like if you're an anti-vaxxer you're yeah. a fucking moron yeah basically now somebody pointed out that steve to play some of those gigs would actually have to be vaccinated they just got off tour with death angel death angels drummer was in a coma due yep. to covid19 complications yep and one of their i think it's their the exodus bassist has beaten cancer and is immuno immunocompromised, yep. which means that he's at bigger risk for complications due to COVID nineteen. And you still come out and say this bullshit. Um, so I don't know. I really, what I really want to happen is Gary Holt just kick the shit at old Steve. I I think if, I mean, 
Gary Holt is Exodus, right? Like, no, I'm not trying to slam anybody else that's in Exodus. But I, like, I think that's fair. Gary Holt is the face of that band. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Steve Zetro Zusa. Now, let me, let me, I'm going to do a roundabout. No, not a roundabout. A reach around. <laughs> no, not a reach around. A callback. Oh. Is it, can't he still say what he thinks? Right? No, that's he, free speech. He told, he, yep, he definitely Regardless can. Regardless of how right or wrong you are. He definitely can, but. But Gary Holt should kick the shit out. <laughs> I I feel like this this situation is particularly shitty because of the fact that they're on tour with a guy who was in a coma because of it, and they're they have a band member who is immunocompromised. Like, yeah, it's all it's all bad. It's it's really bad. It's really bad. But yes, he should absolutely be able to say I should not be forced to get the vaccine. Yeah. And then we could just point to all the times in history where vaccine federal vaccine mandates have been instituted. (laughs) And then, um, and then we'll see what he thinks about his grand old flag. You know, (laughs) don't tread on him. Also Exodus fame. Uh, fuck. I forgot the, yeah, the, the, where they just shit on America for the entire track and it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, they don't shit on America. They shit on over, uh, nationalism. Yeah, basically. Um, and it's great. And well, don't tread on him, bro. Yeah, you can't tread on him. I guess it's all, only if you uh, agree with his with his views on things. You can tread on him. I guess I'm just gonna keep treading on him. Yeah, you should. You cool with that? Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, I really am. Uh, okay, should we move? That's enough of all of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a lot of shit popped off this there, last week. There's so. a lot of there's been a lot of nonsense. There's been a lot of nonsense. So uh, this week we have two. The, you know, I used to think it was heavyweights, but the more research I did on a lesion, the more I found out that I think they're they're more underappreciated than I thought they were. Yeah, there uh, are heavyweights in this room. They are. They definitely are. Three big fans in here. <laughs> uh, but we are doing a legion versus behemoth this round. Now, of course, behemoth is a heavyweight in the metal world, I would say. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but one thing I noticed, uh, and I, I can go first and I'll, I'll talk about this later on, but a Legion is trending upward, which is nice on all, on all their releases. So, um, formed in 2007, a Legion released its first self-titled EP in 2008. And by 2010, they were, they released their first album fragments of form and function under the metal blade banner, which of course we'd mentioned last week, how black Dolly has been on metal blade their entire, their entire career. You're wearing a metal blade shirt. I'm so glad you said it. And, uh, it just seems like metal blade. They just know how to pick them. Yep. They just know how to pick them. They always they treat have their people, right? They treat them right. Uh, a legion started out in Fort Collins, Colorado, where they would play clubs and even house parties where their popularity would grow beyond the local scene. Um, even though they were adored, hold on. That was a bad sentence. Don't let's just uh, let's just move past it. <clears throat> they were released their second album, Form Shifter, in 2012, showing signs of of songwriting maturity. The band would then see their commercial success steadily incline. But it was after Form Shifter that one of the founding members, Ryan Gilson, would leave the band to pursue a project with Tim Lambesis in 2013. And for any of those who poor don't timing. Know, 2013 was a bad year to start a project with Tim Lambesis. Um, he that is when he was arrested for trying to hire it. Well, well, yeah, I guess trying attempting to hire a hitman to kill his ex-wife, which to which he pled guilty to in 2014. 
I I have to say it because you you brought that up that he was arrested in 2013, and I was just flipping through Lambesis's wiki. He tried to murder his wife for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, which I think I put it best this morning when I said the price of a used Civic. Yep, like yeah, it's not it's not a lot. There's uh, I guess for anybody out there, there's no such thing as a budget hitman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're right. gonna hire a hitman, you gotta spend money. You, you gotta, gotta shell out the dough. You gotta pay for it. And like I told you this morning, I think I think it, the the biggest nut sacks in the world use hitmen because if you're i mean don't kill anybody right yeah. onslaught hard for sure. stance for sure don't kill anybody stop killing people but if you're gonna if, if you just got to get it out of your system do it yourself for sure do your own work yeah do, yeah do your own work <laughs> pull your own weight you know what get them bootstraps pull them on up pull them right kill up. your own wife <laughs> don't kill your own wife but also don't kill your wife again we can't stress <laughs> that enough we are anti-killing here uh Gilson was replaced by current guitarist Michael Stansell. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Um, so 2013 was a good year for Mike. Yeah, real good year for Mike. <laughs> uh, in 2014, the band released Elements of the Infinite, which was kind of their breakthrough album uh, where they garnered more mainstream attention, reaching 25 on the U.S. hard rock charts. Uh, despite the mainstream success, their longtime and founding vocalist Ezra Haynes decided to leave the band for personal reasons. It sounds from the interviews and stuff, it's, uh, it was never given a concrete reason, but it sounds like it wasn't any kind of turmoil in the band, which is always always like to see that. Yeah, he was just tired of being in a really good band. Yeah, you know. Uh, and and again, from more from all what I did, it sounds like they were struggling. They have been struggling for the majority of their career, um, at least monetarily. Um, Haynes was replaced by Riley McShane almost immediately, who opened up the band to new possibilities um, that were that they were able to capitalize on in 2016's proponent of sentience. This was, in my opinion, their best album to date. It was also the best album, according to charts and the first album in which a legion used clean vocals. And that's what I kind of mean by Riley opened up better possibilities for them. It also featured a guest appearance by Swedish heavyweight soil works frontman Bjorn Strid. Really weird. Fun little fact. Um, I mean, not weird. Interesting. It is interesting. Uh, Again, following the success of the album's release, the band had another hurdle to jump as founding bassist Corey Archuleta announced he was leaving the band to focus on law school. He was in law school while trying to grind with a legion, which I think is bananas get, get it son yeah um he, he still remains on good terms in the in the announcement video he, he said he wanted to be a legion's lawyer whenever he passes <laughs> the bar and everything so um at this point the band also announced they would be launching a patreon which kind of signals to their uh struggles uh at least monetarily and, and trying to get their name out there he was eventually replaced by their current bassist brandon michael a lot of michaels in the band a lot first of and last names um, in 2018, the band would go on their first ever European tour in support of Nay Oblif... Oblif... Oh, my God. Nay Oblivisceris. Ah, yes, of course. Why? I, did, how did you stumble over that? I actually own a couple of their albums. They're very good. They might be on, on the second season of The Onslaught. I don't know, but it, uh, I find it very interesting that they hadn't gone on a European tour yet. Yeah. That's kind of where the where metal makes its bank. So yeah. that might have been part of the reason they were struggling. In 2019, the band released Apoptosis, which, and I might be saying that wrong, who knows, which peaked at number two on the U.S. Heat, number six on the U.S. Hard Rock. Uh, And in October of 2021, the band released a new single 
titled Into Embers from their forthcoming album in 2022 called Damnum. Throughout all the lineup changes and albums, one constant has remained, founding guitarist Greg Burgess. To me, it has felt like Burgess has kept the band as heavy as they started out, but also realizing their capacity to grow, hence the clean vocals and and things like that. The same could be said about their previous bassist, Corey Archuleta. I also think Riley, their vocalist, has brought in new creative freedom without wanting to change what makes a legion a legion. They have released some of my favorite modern metal albums, and it looks like they will continue to do so. Uh, finally, fun fact, they shot their video, All Hail Science, from Propon- Proponent of Sentience, at a brewery in Colorado called Black Sky Brewing. And I actually visited there with a friend of the show, Dalton, uh, and we had pizza and beer and metal was playing the whole time. And if you live in or near Colorado or visit, I highly suggest Black Sky Brewing. Sounds fun. It was fun. Were they playing the show while you were? No, mm. it would have been nice. That would have been cool. But uh, it's always fun to, to visit places where bands have recorded videos. So for sure. Sounds like a cool brewery. Sounds like a cool band. Honestly, that I'm, I'm not. It's not hyperbole hyperbole whenever I say they're one of my favorite modern metal bands. Yeah, you like them a lot and there's nothing to dislike. Why are you talking with that cadence? Because I don't know what words I'm going to say next, and I'm making them up as I go. That's just talking. Hmm. That's just a conversation. Well, I <laughs> I was tasked with researching Behemoth, <clears throat> and they have an interesting story as well. Are you ready to listen to it? Oh, yes, I do believe I am ready Perfect. to listen to that. Please don't interrupt me. As I try to think of the words that I would like to say before I say them. You're talking very normally like a normal person. <laughs> There's a lot of Polish words in this, so everybody just, you know, be cool about it. Yeah. Man. All right. Lighten up. They were formed in Gdansk, Poland in 1991. That's good. I'm sure I mispronounced that. No, no, but you did mispronounce. <laughs> nah, uh, and the band's early days were tumultuous, to say the least, and we'll go over why. Anyway, uh, between 91 and 94, they released four demos, and their fourth demo from the Pagan Vastlands landed them a deal to record a full album in 95, and Sven Vith, Storming the Baltic, was released that year. Now, if anybody out there is a behemoth fan storming the vast lands should ring a bell because they've re-recorded it and re-released it like a hundred times. Like it feels like every special edition of their album includes a new version or re-recording or remaster of that track specifically. I just can't get it right. No, they got it right a lot. Uh, so I, I couldn't find anything to back this up, but good but wikipedia says that around 95 was the time that they got a chance to play shows in poland for the first time uh as well as tour europe um i i don't again i couldn't find anything that totally backs that up but i don't think it's a stretch to think that that might be the case because of what uh, behemoth is all about and where they're from so here's where we're going to talk about polish law (laughs) because I was hoping we'd get into Polish law. We're going whenever... to get into some Polish laws. Um, so to, to say that Poland is a Christian country is a bit 
uh, of an understatement. Um, I found a 2019 census that said that 90% of the country is self-reporting as Christian and 86% of the total population of the country is Roman Catholic. Yikes. That's a scary one. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so anybody familiar with behemoth's music, um, should probably know where this is headed. Um, according to article 196 of the penal code of Poland, quote, Whoever offends the religious feelings of other persons by publicly insulting an object of religious worship or place designated for public religious ceremonies is liable to pay a fine, have his or her liberty limited, or be deprived of his or her liberty for a period of up to two years. I just uh, am thinking whenever we saw Behemoth Live, <laughs> yep. what they do at their shows. And they tore up that Bible on stage. Yep. That's where I'm going next. Yep. Because we saw them. Do you remember when we saw them? Nope. 2007, which was the same year they played a show in Poland where they also tore up a Bible, hmm. which is what led Nergal to be called to trial twice for tearing up a Bible. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck them Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> and... um you saw that show with me. Anybody who watches that show and doesn't get the idea that it's not about the Bible. It's about Nergal being like, just think for yourself. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. Especially if you grow up in a country where uh, 90% of people are all thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a little ridiculous that he got brought to court on blasphemy charges, especially in, 2010 when he was first brought to court for an incident that happened in 2007. I would say it, if anything, it adds to his street cred. Totally. Totally. It does. Um, and I, I also found out that, um, they are on a band or a a list, uh, uh, of bands that promote Satanism and murder. And this list is like a recommendation of this council to the Polish government of bands that should be banned from playing in Poland. And you banned a band. You banned them. Uh, And the government's like, no, no, no. We're all about freedom of religion and thought and all this stuff. But uh, so the list has not gone in nationwide, but in 2014, um, Behemoth was banned from performing in Poznan. Poznan. Good work which is the capital city of one of Poland's most populous region and the fifth most populous city in the country. And I found an equivalency and I think it's pretty close, but I think that would be like Slayer being banned from playing in Phoenix, Arizona. Interesting. The fifth most populous city in the United States. I uh, didn't, I didn't know that. It's pretty insane, right? Yeah. Like to have a band just, you can't play in this city because of, the stuff your songs are about. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Pretty It's wild. just weird that they chose the fifth, you know, they, I wonder if the local laws are just more. Yeah. yeah that's intense. That's basically what it is. This region was like, where you're not going to play or the city council or whoever of this city was like, you can't play in this city. Um, so behemoth Nergal specifically have clashed with the law a whole bunch. Um, but anyway, <laughs> their second and third albums, uh, Grom and, pandemonic incantations came and went with a little bit of fanfare and not much, uh, mostly due to poor promotion. Definitely not due to a lack of quality music. Um, their fourth album, however, 
Satanica is where they finally got to the the mature behemoth um, blackened death metal sound that we know and love. <laughs> I'm looping you. I'm lumping you in. With I do me. like behemoth. Good. You should. They're really good. <laughs> I mean, they're no technical melodic death metal. Like no, they're blackened death metal. <laughs> we could we do this all day. <clears throat> um. Okay. Yep. So they released Satanica. Um, they really matured their sound. And then after that was the release of Thelema six and the success of Thelema is what led to a bunch of festival shows and their first headlining tour. And is that, does it have to do with Aleister Crowley or is that, is it separate? I didn't find anything that said that they just stole his name for his religion. I mean, probably, um, so after that, Demigod is the album that launched them to like super critical success. It's really good. In 2001. So that's 10 years after they founded was when they went on their first U.S. tour. So you talk about a slow uphill. To me, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, these bands are, are kind of similar in that regard of taking a while before really launching. Before off. launching off. Right. Between their founding and Demigod, they, they were living and we're trying to work in a country that had laws against the music they were trying to make. Yeah. And they still made it somehow. I think that really needs to be like hammered home. Sometimes the internet can be a good thing. This was in the nineties. There's still internet. Yeah. Tape trading and stuff. Yeah. So since Demi God, it's basically been totally uphill for the band. Um, I would say that they culminated with the Satanist in 2013. I think that's one of the best black metal albums of all time. Unfortunately, that was during the same time when Nergal was diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. So I know that his sickness played into the lyrics and feel of that album. I couldn't find like a ton of interviews with him talking about his diagnosis and sickness and all that kind of stuff, which makes sense. I probably wouldn't want to talk about it either. Um, but he has said that the sickness, his diagnosis and dealing with it led to the creation of the Satanist. So that came out in 2013. And since then they released, uh, I loved you at your darkest in 2017 and pretty sure. Yep. March, 2021 Nergal announced that the band was preparing for a new album to celebrate their 30th anniversary. It's wild that they've been around for 30 years. Yeah. Again, for a band from a country that has laws against their music. Yeah. I would say move. You know? Yeah. At some point, you got to move. Yeah. Germany's right next door. Yeah. And, and they're famously tolerant. <laughs> so oh. I have two Nergal fun facts. Okay. Well, I guess number one was he'd been on trial twice for tearing up a Bible. But that's fun. Number two, he owns three barbershops and a nightclub. And has been the a judge on the Polish version of The Voice. Wow, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty wild. <laughs> it's pretty wild, right? Yeah, especially if, since Poland seems to not like him. I mean, the uh, probably the religious elite and the government in Poland, yeah, might not be his biggest fans. But I bet he's got a, a very large following there. He seems like a very good dude. Yeah, his Instagram's all about yoga. Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, no, it's weird. <laughs> It's, it's weird to you because you've made him into some sort of idol in your head. No, it's just, it just, 
he's a well-rounded fella. Yeah, How's it's that? good to be well-rounded. Yeah. You don't want to be all edges, you know? Yeah. You want to own barbershops and nightclubs and be on The Voice and also in Behemoth. All, yeah. All of those things. How cool would it be to not know anything about that? Meet him just like out. But also like, what do you do? Oh, uh, what do you do? It's pretty limiting. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I do yoga. I, I love yoga. Well, uh, you know, in between trips to court on blasphemy charges, uh, I've opened a couple barber shops. See, he, he would just have the best life story. Yeah. And I would feel extra shitty about my dumb, boring life in comparison. Yeah. Well, get a better life. Start doing yoga, bro. <laughs> that's that's what it step is. step one start doing yoga step one a legion and behemoth i am going to be sad to see one of these bands go yeah me too man we're getting into you know where we got emotional investments now we're doing research learning about the bands it's sort of like podcasts where you start to feel like you like you know the people in them yeah yeah even if you've never met them it's nice to have that connection which hopefully people that listen to us can get, get that a little bit if if nothing else or or Hey, we just saved you from reading two Wikipedia pages at the minimum, at bare minimum. Even though we both, I, I mean, I listened to hours of interviews and, and read countless articles. So, dude, there's especially 30 years of 30 years of a band for you. I'll, I'll tell you one of the best and worst parts about this is there's so much information out there about these bands, but it all covers the same bullshit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> if it was like that with the Legion, but I was like, I want to read about the early days of behemoth. Now, granted, I didn't buy Nergal's book and read it. Maybe there's some stuff in there about that, but you got to buy his book, but I couldn't find anything that was like, when did they play in Poland for the first time? Was there a huge backlash? Like that's the kind of stuff I want to read about. I don't give a shit about what Nergal does on his day off. That's what I think I mentioned that with black Dolly murder, uh, episode, our last episode. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just a lot of these almost like kitschy interviews where it's like, oh, what game, what video games does Trevor Strad play? And it's like, I mean, I guess that's interesting to some to somebody, but like, tell us about your first nine shows. Yeah, no, ask that, ask the video game question to Gaul from Gorgoroth. That's what I. That's the guy I want to hear. <laughs> we should be. We should interview people. You know? We should. Speaking of, uh, if you know a band. Uh, like a local band wherever you live and, and they need some exposure, we would be happy to give it to them as long as they're good. <laughs> as, as long good. as they're good. <laughs> but we'd uh, we'd be happy to use that because um, you know every Tuesday we have the playlist that comes out. Um, we have our Instagram at the Onslaught Pod, our Twitter at the Onslaught Pod. You can email us at the Onslaught Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if there's a band that you think we need to know and tell the tell the world about. As the world's only heavy metal podcast, I feel it is our duty to usher in new bands into pe- people's ears. So, yeah, we'll we'll throw we'll throw an entire track at the end of one of these episodes if you guys send it to us. Give us the rights to yeah, put to it out put there. It up, we'll and put then, it out there. If you want to just go for plugs, we'll promote your 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 Facebook page, your MySpace page. Yep. Your Zanga. Yep. All that SoundCloud, <laughs> whatever it is. Now, I mean, no, if you, if it's a song about standing alone, probably not going to probably not going to plug it that well, much. There can only be one of those because the song stands alone. Well, that's true. It is. It is like the Highlander of songs. So uh, thank you for listening. Subscribe. If you don't already tell a friend, get our name out there. That would help us. 
while we help your bands get your names out there. If you could tell your friends about us when you're standing in line at the next metal show alone, if you're seeing Mastodon, Zealand Ardor and Opeth, first of all, know how pissed I am that they're not coming anywhere close to us. Second of all, you tell people in that show in that line while you're waiting to get in the only heavy metal podcast, the onslaught. Don't you forget it. And your favorite band sucks. And tell them that their favorite band sucks.